Royal Stanley of Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, offering securities through United Planners Financial Services member FINRA SIPC, guides clients with empathy in discovering and reaching their financial goals and creates financial plans for clients so they can live their life by design. In these episodes, he relates his financial insights and discusses timely topics. Royal strives for excellence and has a passion for sharing his knowledge and supporting his community. Now, on to the show. Hey, Royal. How you been? I'm good. How are you doing, Eric? I'm fantastic. I'm so excited to get into today's podcast, but you are in a highly regulated industry. Yes, I am. And because of that, sometimes we have a disclosure that needs to be read. So let's do it. All right. Here's the disclosure for today. Discussions in this show are for educational purposes only. Information presented should not be considered specific investment advice or a recommendation to take any particular course of action. Always consult with a financial professional regarding your personal situation before making any financial decisions. The views and opinions expressed are based on current economic and market conditions and are subject to change. All investing involves risk, including the potential for loss of principal. Securities offered through United Planners Financial Services, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory service offered through Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, Inc. Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors and United Planners are independent companies, and neither Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors nor United Planners offers tax or legal advice. Okay, now that we've taken our medicine, can we get on with the show? Let's go. Hello and welcome to Life by Design with Royal Stanley of Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors. Royal, what's going on? Nothing much. I'm enjoying this beautiful spring weather that we're having. We're, we've had such a back and forth spring here of it'll be beautiful for one day and then uh, snowing the next. Oh, geez. <laughs> uh, or pouring down rain. So yeah, I think we've had two sunny days in a row and uh, it's it's a nice change. Fantastic. All right. Well, I mean, that's looking forward to a little bit more warmth. So that's good. Yes, it's nice to have it warm up, but I'm sure we'll be complaining about the uh, 100 degree heat here within a month or so. Yeah. And it's like, ah, oh, we're ready for fall now. And that's the older I get, the more it seems that that's it. Like there's only three perfect days during the, the year and every other day I'm just like, <laughs> maybe it's because I'm old. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You know, comparison is a thief of joy. I, I The older I get, <laughs> the more I believe that. That's a good point. We should just approach every day as like just with new eyes. Okay. You know, there's a concept in meditation called beginner's mind where you just approach everything as a beginner. Okay. And I feel like we, we, we could probably use a lot of that in our lives. I've never heard because, of that. And I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a great concept just from the standpoint of just entering things with, without a whole bunch of preconceptions um, and a whole bunch of, comparisons to how things were, how you want them to be just an acceptance of this is how things are at the moment. And that's a good thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, great podcast, Royal. Good All right. We're going to wrap this we're up. Wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I like that. I've never heard of that. So I'm, I'm, I'm really going to, I'm serious about that. I'm going to, I would write that down if I had a pencil, but I don't. So I'm going to just keep it in my memory and I've got this podcast recorded. I can go back and listen to it again. That's right. That's it's right. Podcasting. And, and how, how do people get notified each time we have a new podcast come out? 
well, if they subscribe to the podcast Royal, then it sends alerts to whatever device they listen to it on, depending on what, if they're using Spotify, if they're using uh, iTunes, uh, podcast, Google Play. I mean, there's all sorts of different, iHeartRadio, you're everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And and one thing I, I really encourage folks to do is to search my name out there because Life by Design, there's like actually a couple of different podcasts out there with that Life by Design name. Really? So I really encourage people to, uh, if you're looking for our podcast, search my name and it'll pull right up there. So just a little oh, tidbit there for you. You were the first. I know one. you're subscribed. You subscribed very early on. Well, actually, I've subscribed on three different services just, you know, because that's what I do. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate no problem. that. <laughs> yeah, but you were the first live by design. You know that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, sure. we, we researched it to make sure that the name wasn't taken. So whoever's infringing, can I use that word on this podcast? Infringing on your name. We need to... <laughs> All right. Yeah. So we'll we'll yeah. talk about that off air, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there, there's a few out there. So it's always funny of like, yep, nope, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. So now you got me curious. I'm going to be Googling that after <laughs> we're done here. Um, yeah. You, you yeah. just ruined my afternoon. Or at least. No, my- I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> So, Nothing can ruin your afternoon. No, this is true. I mean, I'm here with you. So yeah, it's, it's, exactly. It's just a highlight of your month. Yeah. So what else is going on? What, what are we talking about today? What do we want to talk about today? Well, I thought we would spend some time on some of the things that I'm dealing with in the first part of this year okay. that I just hear over and over again from clients. And I think it would be good to just address those and talk a little bit about that because one thing I'm seeing is there is a lot of information out there and a lot of fear-mongering happening around Mm -hmm. our currency, our banking system, our national debt, all of these things. Now, all of these things have their issues for sure. But I keep hearing uh, conversations with folks of, do I need to just buy gold? So I just put all my money Mm -hmm. into gold and silver and, and how does that work? And you know, I'm happy to walk through my advice for folks when it comes to uh, maybe being prepared for some sort of crisis down the road. Um, I keep hearing a lot about um, our entire currency system becoming digital. Next and week. Then, yeah, next I've week heard it like week. very quickly. Okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And that this will cause the government to track uh, all, all of our financial transactions. And usually my response is you're, you're not paying enough attention to what's going on. We already do virtually everything on a digital basis. And mm-hmm. the government, if it wants to, can track everything that you're doing. Uh, all they have to do is look at Google or Amazon to see where all your money's going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, absolutely. I agree 100%. Yeah. Um, and then also the other big issue is we are just seeing so many clients coming in with um, a diagnosis of dementia. Mm. And I mean, I'm seeing this, you know, a couple of times a week now. Really? Having, yeah. Yeah. Having that conversation with folks of, okay, how does this work? What do I have to do? You know, do I need to put everything into the bank? Do I, do I need to start giving money away? Um, how, how best do we deal with this? So these are mm. conversations I'm just having over and over again. And I'd love to kind of just spend the next 20, 25 minutes Kind of answering those questions because I think it's really valuable for folks if they do have those questions, uh, just to kind of hear my perspective there uh, on what I'm telling my clients. 
I'm really curious because I have not heard that before as far as an uptick in, in dealing with diagnosis of dementia. Um, when ADD, attention deficit disorder, when, when that started to really hit the airwaves, if you, if you want to call it that, it seemed to me, and I, I know that there were many articles written about it, that there was a, a large amount of overdiagnosis right of, of ADD all of a sudden a kid's acting out in class he's got ADD you know the kid didn't get some homework done oh they got ADD so it it seems like there was a lot of that going on with the youngsters with that kind of thing do you think in your opinion that that is kind of maybe what you're seeing here that people are like well there's memory issues so on and so forth and it's probably dementia or do you think these are these are authentic diagnoses or, or that they're not jumping the gun any thoughts on that yeah, absolutely. So there, there's absolutely senior moments. There's absolutely some cognitive decline that happens as you age, which mm -hmm. isn't Alzheimer's. It isn't dementia. It's just part of the natural aging cycle. Um, a lot of these are diagnoses by a neurologist and being treated with uh, drugs to slow the progression mm. uh, of whatever disease they're being diagnosed with. And, and absolutely true. This is all anecdotal uh, evidence that I'm seeing, but I think there's just a big need here. Yeah. And a lot of people are just not prepared for what this means for themselves, their families, their loved ones. Yeah. And so well, that's a good, you know, that's a good point because what, what I didn't take into account is it doesn't matter if it's a, um, maybe it's a doctor jumping the gun. First of all, I would say that anybody who gets a diagnosis like that needs to get a second opinion just to make sure. But it doesn't matter if it's a it's a false diagnosis or a, a jumping thing or whatever you want to call it. Planning is still planning's not going to hurt your situation. It's only going to you know enhance it. Right, right, and that's the whole point. We we do the planning early on. In that way, when when something like this arises, it's not a scramble to do yeah. everything all at once, because you know the hardest part there is if you do have a diagnosis of dementia and you need to start uh, making those decisions about who you want to have handle your affairs, you know, there, there's a, there's a competent competency question that comes into play there. Um, and, you know, a diagnosis of dementia does not mean that you can no longer make decisions for yourself. Now it really depends on how far it's advanced, but um, that's where, if you can make decisions in a non-crisis situation, I think you're going to make better decisions. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Because there's a lot of emotion involved with that. No matter what the diagnosis is, there's going to mm -hmm. be emotion involved. Absolutely. Especially if it's, if it's a spouse and it's a mm -hmm. question of, okay, um, they're not bad right now. I can take care of them. Um, I'll just do that, you know, uh, for the rest of their lives. And that's, that's yeah. a really hard thing to do. And I think we need to have realistic conversations about uh, what it's like to get older and age with somebody while you're also being their caregiver and how devastating that is to your own health as a caregiver and how stressful it is. Because there mm -hmm. usually aren't very many breaks. You don't have much support uh, and it can be just very, very challenging for folks. So that's really where we want to ha start having these conversations early on, really probably when somebody turns about 60, mm -hmm. because I mean, we, we have those clients that in their late sixties are already being diagnosed. And, you know, my, my stepmother was a, you know, a 
I think she was about 55 when she was diagnosed. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I've heard, uh, other clients dealing with this in their fifties and it's, it's something that we'll probably be dealing with for a long time here, unless we find some medical breakthroughs to mm -hmm. reverse some of these diseases. So we really want to start having this conversation around 60 of what are you going to do? Should you need long-term care? And that's, that's our long-term care conversation. That's usually when we address it. You know, does it make sense to purchase a long-term care policy? Do you have the assets where it makes sense? Um, do you have too, so much assets where you really don't need to insure? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we have those questions just, if nothing else, to address that with folks. The biggest issue is, is the older you get, the more expensive those long-term care policies become. Mm -hmm. And if you've had a medical event, you know, like a cancer diagnosis, something with your heart, uh, or you've already started to have some cognitive decline that's been noticed by your doctor, then in that case, you're, you're probably not going to be able to get any long-term care insurance at that point, and you've waited too long. So we always try to address that around the age of 60. And most importantly here is, um, do you have the proper documents legally to make sure that you're giving you know, a, a trusted spouse or a trusted family member, a trusted loved one, kind of that power to mm -hmm. make those decisions when you're no longer able to for yourself. And that's really where we're talking to folks about talking with an attorney about having a trust done, having a power of attorney done, having yeah. an advanced directive done, and then updating those on a fairly regular basis. Because let me tell you, a lot, a lot of places just won't accept a power of attorney um, if it's older than five years, they want really? to see some, yeah, uh, oh, they want that. to see something signed uh, more recently. So you know that's that can be a challenge too. So definitely make sure you're you're updating those on a fairly regular basis, especially as things change, as you lo you lose loved ones, that sort of thing. So that that's a big thing. I know you didn't want to spend a, all the podcast on this, so I just want to say this one piece because you've yeah. covered this. Uh, a bit in, in other podcasts as well. If you are the child of somebody who is approaching that age or maybe a little bit older, Royal has said before, he has conversations with, with kids all the time about how to approach, I say kids, you were talking like 40, 50 year old people, mm -hmm. how to approach their parents and have these conversations in, in tactful ways, something to make sure that mom and dad are taken care of. Um, so we'll give contact information at the end of the show. And, and I know that you're more than happy to to take those phone calls or emails to help them, you know, approach this because you do need to know if your parents have these documents in place in case something happens, because you don't want to be standing at the hospital and then doctors are saying, we can't talk to you about stuff. Just, I mean, that's a horrible situation to be in. Right. Right. And, you know, I know, I know I've talked about this before in the podcast, but, um, I was 27. I got a call from my dad saying he had been diagnosed with lung cancer, fly out. He's got a couple months left. And when I got out there, I found out that he had been taking care of his, uh, of his wife, my stepmother for the last two or three years that she had dementia. She had gone blind mm. and Hey, it's your responsibility now. And wow. he passed away about a month or two after that. And it was a scramble. I mean, luckily I was named as a third option on a power of attorney form. So that allowed me to make those decisions for her. Cause I think yeah. at that point she um, you know, competency would have been a challenge. And then it's going through the court system to get guardianship and a conservatorship to manage sure. those things. So, you know, updating, updating those forms, 
and making sure your wishes are lined out is really important because this happens very gradually and then suddenly mm -hmm. yeah. where you see that decline slowly. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's something, maybe there's something. And then you reach a crisis point where it's okay. Now the rubber meets the road. How do we do in our planning? Mm -hmm. And so, so that, that's really the encouragement there of if you're expecting your kids to do something, uh, for your sake in retirement, when you're no longer able to make those decisions for yourself, talk to your kids and tell them what your plans are. Yes. Yeah. And kids, it's, I think it's, it's okay in the right circumstances to have those conversations with mom and dad to say, Hey, what's, what's the plan? What are you expecting me to do? Mm -hmm. like, I don't, I don't need to get into your financial business. I don't need to, you know, know everything, but I need to know what you're, what you're expecting from us. And if the answer is, well, you'll figure it out. <laughs> that's where some additional planning needs to, needs to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, and, and we can, we can act as, as guides there. Uh, your estate, plan, estate planning attorney is an excellent resource to say, Hey, let's, let's make sure we're covering these gaps and mm -hmm. making sure people are just taken care of. So that's, that's one of the biggest things I'm just constantly having conversations with of how do we deal with this? Um, do we have enough? Do we have to look at uh, Medicaid stepping in to pay for care? When do we make that transition to assisted living uh, or memory care? Um, these are the conversations that we're having on a weekly basis, and it's really something else right now. Yeah. Well, let's switch gears because that the banking stuff is very interesting to me, and I know that people can't see, you know, the, the webcam only goes so low and they can't see all the bags of gold you've got stashed around your desk or silver <laughs> or bags of Bitcoin. I'm not sure how that works, but bags full of Bitcoin. Uh, let's talk about that because it is all over. The, well, not all over every bit of news, mainly the shock and awe news, right? They're, mm -hmm. they're, they're bringing this up. Um, but I did hear something. Actually, it was on TikTok, to be honest with you. Like it was. A couple of weeks where ago, where most though, of us get all of our news. Well, yeah, well, yeah, most of us get all our accurate news. Well, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, uh, it, it, yeah, and it was the the person that was talking was like, "Here, listen, I'm I'm not telling you what to do, but we have about three weeks left." I'm like, what for what? <laughs> and then it went on to say, the the fall of the U.S. dollar, you know, the the Chinese yuan, I think is is if I'm pronouncing that correctly, mm -hmm. the digital yuan is taking over. Um, you know, it, the entire U.S. economy is going to be in shambles. And if you don't have gold, silver, precious metals, I don't think lead counts. But yeah, buy stuff to be able to trade stuff. I'm like, I don't think we're getting that point anytime soon. Hey, lead counts if it's in the shape of bullets. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> and brass, you know. Right. So, exactly. Exactly. All right. So, yeah, let's talk about it. What, do, what are you hearing? So if we're looking at things and there, there's a lot of different pieces there, you know, we're talking about the banking system, we're talking about the U.S. dollar, we're talking about some of these currency moves that China, Russia, Saudi Arabia are making. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's a lot going on and we hear these things and we think that they are going to uh, completely change the world. Um, oftentimes our financial system is so big, these things just get absorbed. And we move on to the next perceived crisis. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think the the idea of um, you know Saudi Arabia moving away from a dollar backed uh, 
oil mm-hmm. uh, system, you know, that, that probably does have some impacts there, um, you know, over the long run, but trusting in Russia and China, two countries where I would say their, their rule of law isn't that great is probably not a long-term plan for success. Mm-hmm. That is one of the beauties of the U.S. is we are a country made up of laws. We have a constitution. We have a judicial system. And most of the time it works pretty well. People yeah. can't just do whatever they want. And that's why there's so much trust in the U.S. system of government, so much trust in the currencies, in our banking system. So we fall back on that. As far as gold and silver folks who are online spouting that you need to convert all your money into gold or silver or other precious metals, oftentimes just follow the money on those those, those conversations. They're mm-hmm. usually recommending well, and the only place to get your gold and silver is my brokerage firm or this brokerage firm. And really a lot of that information is just a, um, an infotainment uh, advertisement mm-hmm. for one of these brokerages. Yeah. Just from the simple fact of there's so much money to be made there from these brokerages, having people who are uneducated on buying metals drop 20, 30, $40,000 to buy, um, you know, not worthless metals, but, uh, definitely overpriced metals when you factor mm-hmm. in all the fees and, and everything that happens there. So that's where we, we say, be really careful. This is, this is our advice for most people who say, Hey, I'm worried about the economy. I want to have something that I can access that I can get to. And really our advice there is number one, just have five to $10,000 if you can uh, of cash at your home in case of the bank shut down for, for a week and God forbid, mm-hmm. you know, we, we saw what happened with Silicon Valley bank. They yeah. closed on a Friday and they opened on Monday. There, there wasn't a disruption to the banking system. Investors in Silicon Valley bank lost their shirts, mm-hmm. but the banking system for the normal retail investor kept functioning. Um, and we've seen that over and over again with banks. We do feel like what happened with Silicon Valley Bank and some of the other banks that were affected by an over-concentration in Silicon Valley and tech, that's really just capitalism working. You made a business decision. It worked mm-hmm. fairly well, and you never diversified out of that area, and you got over-leveraged, and you probably made some um uh, poor investment decisions of going long treasuries in a rising interest rate environment. Yep. yep. So, you know, these things happen, but our government stepped in like they do, like the banks pay for FDIC insurance each month. That's what it's there for. It's designed to backstop the system. And, you know, it, it's testament to those things working. So what I tell folks is, you know, have some cash at home, you know, five to $10,000 is, is probably the range I would say makes the most sense. Um, and then if you're concerned about whatever it is and you want to have some metals, you know, go, go buy a little bit of silver, go buy a little bit of gold, look for a rep- reputable, uh, local brokerage, try to stay offline, try to stay off the, the companies that are advertising a whole bunch. Advertising's not cheap. And mm-hmm. The margins in those businesses are, are not great if you're not overcharging your clients. So that's kind of my advice to folks is, is if you want some, buy some, keep it at home, put it in a safe deposit box. Um, but, but 
don't get so scared that you just dump everything into metals and kind of bury it in the backyard. No, because that stuff can get lost. There's fires. There's a whole, a whole bunch of different things that can happen. Um, and we just want to be really cautious there that we're not saying, oh, the monetary system has risks over here. So let me move into something that has a whole other set of risks over yeah. here. For instance, Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. If you're concerned about the, the banking system, are you, are you not concerned about digital currency and everything <laughs> we've seen happen over the last year? Exactly. Right. <laughs> you know, so, so it, it's really trading one set of risks for an entirely different set of risks. So we just tell people, be careful, you, you know, um, it's really, really hard to plan for the apocalypse. Mm -hmm. It's honestly the thing I hate the most in, in talking to folks because there are normal gyrations in the economy, but when we start talking about the U.S. government collapsing in the next three weeks, what exactly are we supposed to do there? Like, that's mm -hmm. not a long-term strategy. It's really go buy bullets and toilet paper. <laughs> the two essentials right there. Exactly. Exactly. Every, everything else is kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, rearranging decks on the, on the Titanic, Titanic. Like if you think mm -hmm. the U S government's going to go under, what are you going to do? You, you know, if the U S economy goes under, it's taking the rest of the economies in the world with them. Mm -hmm. We saw what happened in 2008, 2008 was a U.S. housing issue that spread to the rest of the world. And it took five to 10 years to work our way out from underneath that. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah. You know, so that that's my feeling there on, on all of this kind of noise out there is so much of it is just being produced to create interest in some of these products like digital currencies, like gold and silver, some of these alternatives, or it's just being thrown out there to get clicks. Mm -hmm. You know what you don't see on TikTok? People talking about how stable the U.S. economy is, how well the U.S. banking system does. You know, yeah. that sort of content doesn't move the needle. What moves the needle is panic, 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 panic. Here's an idea that, that you can implement. And a lot of times that's just noise. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I grew up in a very religious background where the rapture was going to happen next month three months tomorrow. And at a certain point you just go, you know, nobody's, nobody knows when that's going to happen. And when it, it happens, happens, it's going to happen. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. You know, and, and you, and not to say you become jaded by it, but you, you begin to say, I, I can't keep living my life expecting the ultimate catastrophe to happen mm -hmm. because number one, if it does, it does. There's nothing you're going to do to really change that might as well just enjoy things until it does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and here's the other thing is that I, I don't know anybody in my inner circle, and maybe you do, but in my inner circle that, that would know a, a counterfeit piece of silver or a counterfeit piece of gold if that's what we had to start trading, right? I've got to start <laughs> trading some strips of silver, you know, for my food 
if somebody's going to buy something from me, how am I going to test it? How am I going to know if this is real silver, if this is just whatever, you know? So it's a whole nother set of problems. There's always going to be somebody trying to take advantage of somebody else, right? Yes. But like you said, you're, you're posting things just to get clicks because clicks equal cash of some kind at some point, or you, you're selling advertising space on, on news, you know, channels, because that's what drives people to those channels. I mean, it, it's, it's always somebody trying to get money for something. And like you said, mm -hmm. Uh, and and I know, I'm not putting you on the spot because I, I'm pretty sure you can't say it on the podcast, but if you have had dealings with reputable metals dealer and people are just curious or they, they want to, can they reach out to you privately and you can kind of talk through a couple maybe that you know of? Yeah, I'm happy to. I'm yeah, happy yeah. to. And I know we can't say it on the podcast, guys. So Right. And, and if nothing else, just kind of talk through how those companies work mm -hmm. and how they make money. Yeah. Because they are they are not non nonprofits, they make money just like most traders do, operating with a spread mm -hmm. between what the asking price is and what the sales price is. So, so yeah, it's just having those conversations and really, really trying to determine what are you trying to accomplish if you want to buy metals. And I have no problem with anybody wanting to have some gold or silver at their home. You know, I have some gold and silver at my home. It you know, it's not a lot the thieves out there, you know, don't come by, but <laughs> you don't know um, where he buried it. You'll never yes. find it. He's at a huge yard, right? It's definitely not in the refrigerator. Uh, <laughs> Please don't look there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But no, no, I, I mean, you know, we, we just want to, we want people to make good decisions for the long run. Yep. Yep. And, and I, I, again, I also own silver and I also own gold. Um, and again, thieves, please don't come by. I also own lots of lead. So there you go. And that's there all. Go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, again, I know that you, you've had other things on your list. What else, what else are people talking to you about or, or, or have questions about? Yeah, I think the, the big thing that we're talking to clients about right now is people are still coming in saying, Hey, things are really bad right now in the stock market. Mm. And, you know, looking at kind of the moves here in bonds and, and stocks, 2022 was a terrible year. And really most of that happened. The really bad part was in the third quarter of last year. But if we're looking at what's been happening since the third quarter of 2022, we've actually had about six months of really good performance and good recovery in the stock market, yeah. as well as bonds. Um, you know, the, the bond markets have, have kind of leveled out here because the feds are indicating we're going to see one, maybe two more rate increases this year. Uh, and we're, we're done hiking rates. And so we'll, we'll see what they do at their May meeting. That bodes fairly well for bonds, just from the standpoint of bonds lose value when interest rates go up. If the feds are saying they're not raising interest rates anymore. That means they're, they're going to kind of stabilize. They're already yielding more than they were at this time last year. Mm -hmm. um, and they don't have that risk of higher rates necessarily. So that's a positive. The stock market has been rallying, you know, from their lows that they set in the third quarter. So, you know, once again, looking back, you know, hindsight, it's 2020. Staying invested and not making panic moves when the markets drop, you know, continues to be a good investing strategy. Uh, for folks versus trying to time the market, jumping in and out. And unless you're really, really good or really, really lucky, mm -hmm. usually those strategies don't work out that well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that, that's the big thing. We do expect more volatility in the stock market. 
probably smoother sailing from bonds, you know, for the rest of this year. But really, I think it's just a testament to, you know, how are you diversified in your portfolio? How much risk are you taking? And what's your long-term outlook here? Mm-hmm. You know, kind of the fundamentals of investing and financial planning that we just keep going back to over and over again. Yeah. Again, it's it doesn't matter what you want to do. It's it's how can you achieve that, right? I mean, you you always talk about, I want to know what you want for your future in five years, 10 years, so on and so forth, so that you can take a look at the overall plan. It's always about that same two words, overall plan. And everybody's mm-hmm. individual and that's that's great, but it's their overall plan. And if gold fits into it, great. If silver fits into it, great. If emergency cash fits into it, which it always seems to, great. Mm-hmm. If, if bonds fit into it, great. So it, again, these are all conversations that people need to have with you one-on-one. Um, I don't know if you want me to ask for your contact information now. You've said it on pretty much every podcast, but uh, if you have something else we're going to talk about, great. If not, let's give them some contact info so they can have that one-on-one talk. Yeah, I would say go to our website, opfa.com. You can schedule an appointment with me or one of the other advisors here in the office. Uh, It's a great way of just getting some different perspective on what have you been doing for preparing for your future? What have you been doing on your investments? And, you know, we want to have those conversations with folks because we feel we provide a a good amount of value um, to people's lives just on, on having that ongoing relationship with folks and helping them, uh, kind of steer their way through what life's throwing at them. Yeah. Agreed. All right, Royal. Thank you so much. Good podcast today. It was a lot of fun. (laughs) My pleasure. Thanks, Eric. You bet. Thank you also for tuning in and listening to the Life by Design podcast with Royal Stanley. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Royal comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And we ask you, humbly ask you to share this with family and friends, rate it and leave a review as this actually does help others find the show. Again, thank you so much for tuning in today. For everyone at Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Life by Design podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available.